What's up, folks? So, I've been studying how to have a successful podcast. And I've watched over 1,000 episodes of the Joe Rogan Experience. And the key to a successful podcast is more kettlebell. 9,999. 10,000. I'm sweating, folks. I'm sweating. But yeah, I'm just out here paying homage to the king, doing a little kettlebell workout before my podcast. Whew, that's what's up. How's it going, folks? Welcome back to the Millennial Manchild Podcast. And as always, I'm your gracious host, Miles Casey. How you doing? You doing all right? I hope you're doing well. Uh, you know, me personally, I'm doing pretty good. Just got my swole on. Oh, feeling good about that. But I can already hear the haters, you know. If you're watching the YouTube video, you can see that I'm in a pink tie-dye shirt and regular pants. And you're like, why isn't he in workout clothes if he did 10,000 kettlebell swings? <clears throat> well, that's because, I don't know if you know a little thing about the ladies, you know. But I was listening to the Joe Rogan experience and they like to hear... Or they like to smell your pheromones and your man musk. So I'm just, oh yeah, I'm just soaking it in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, watch out, ladies. I'm on the prowl, son. Rawr. Oh, Jesus, that was hard to watch. Um, But yeah, uh, life's been pretty good for the most part. I mean, still a little bummed that the Chiefs lost uh, to the garbage-ass Patriots. You know, they're always there. The fucking evil empire, dude. Uh, can't stand him, you know, Tom Brady, he's all teeth, he's just smiling all the time, looks like every fucking bully, just pushing kids into a locker, such a goon, and then there's fucking the crustiest old man who's never even cracked a smile in his life, Bill Belichick, straight trash, god, I hate him, <laughs> he's so unlikable, he's like a fucking crusty old turd, dude, that guy is, he's horrible, and then, you know, the owner of it all, the fucking guy who's over there fucking just sucking Roger Goodell's dick all the time, Robert Kraft. I can't stand the fucking Patriots, so it was a real bummer to lose to them. Uh, and yeah, whatever. Fuck the Patriots. I don't even want to watch the Super Bowl. Go Rams, baby. Um, but, you know, it was a good season. The Chiefs fought hard. It was a close game, which also makes it hurt even more almost because we were so fucking close to winning. But uh, Chiefs got a bright future. I'm very optimistic about you know, what's to come. Mahomes just seems to be skyrocketing upwards. He's trending upwards in an incredible fashion. So, you know, it's hard to complain as a Chiefs fan. We'll be back next year. We ain't going anywhere. And I'm looking forward to see what, you know, the next year brings, what the next year has to offer, right? I think that'll be fun. Um, also, <clears throat> one thing I wanted to read, and part of the reason why I started the podcast off with the kettlebell swings and uh, paying homage to the king the podcast king, Joe Rogan, uh, is I was reading my daily stoic, you know, the meditations, I've mentioned it on here before, read passages before, and I figured I'd share one with you today because it's called, it's about watching the wise, right? And, uh, you know, I'll just read it and then we can talk about it for a second. The quote is, uh, take a good hard look at people's ruling principle, especially of the wise, what they run away from and what they seek out by Marcus Aurelius. <clears throat> Then it goes on to say, Seneca has said, without a ruler to do it against, you can't make crooked straight. That is the whole wise, or that is the role of wise people in our lives. <clears throat> to serve as a model and inspiration. To bounce our ideas off and test our presumptions. Who is that 
who that person will be for you is up to you. Perhaps it is your father or your mother. Maybe it's a philosopher or a writer or a thinker. Perhaps what would Jesus do is good enough for you, and that's the right model. But pick someone and watch what they do and watch what they don't do and do your best to do the same, right? So boom, I'm watching the king. I'm up here, eyes on Joe Rogan. What's he doing? He's podcasting all the time. He's kettlebelling the hell out of them kettlebells, and that's what I'm doing now. Kettlebells, baby. That's how you get a successful podcast. I cracked the code. It's a little tip for all you other people who are thinking about starting your own podcast, you know? Boom. Kettlebells, baby. Cha-ching. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> that's, you know, that's a little fun thing. I, I like to share that with you, you know? Maybe pick somebody that you, you look up to, somebody that you admire and kind of see what they do. Are you doing the same things? Are you following in their footsteps? Because a lot of people have kind of laid out a path before you, and that's you know, obviously the best way to go forward, uh, usually. Everybody's going to have their own path. You're going to deviate and have some weird turns and whatnot, but there is a, a good idea of what to do. So, you know, just take a peek up to the top and see what people are doing up there so you can be successful too, right? Um, yeah, so uh, before we get into it today, I do want to apologize for this one coming out so late. Uh, I have been crazy busy, haven't been able to sit down and put one together, plus... I got a brand new microphone finally. Hopefully this is sounding a little better. Hopefully the richness of my smooth, silky voice is coming through into your earbuds at an okay level and it sounds all right. But uh, I'm very happy to finally have this mic. You know, it was a birthday pre or a Christmas present from my brother. And I guess it got lost in the mail for about, you know, it's the 28th today. So, you know, got it lost in the mail for maybe, I don't know, a month or so. But it finally got here and I'm happy. So thank you, Cameron, for the new microphone. Shout out to him. Uh, I do have one qualm, though. It's a great mic. I'm not mad about it at all. But he had to tell me. He had to tell me. He's like, you know, I was going to get you the more expensive one. It was almost double. But I thought, oh, let's get him the cheap one and see how serious he is about podcasting. It's like, dude, I have 63 episodes up. What more do you need? Like, what? You think I'm not taking this serious? You think I ain't trying? Uh, he don't listen, so he won't even hear this anyways. But, you know, thank you, Cameron. Shout out to you, even though. Come on, man. She got me that $8 mic, son. You know what I want. Don't fuck around. Come on. No, it's all good. It's all love. Uh, yeah, but let's just get into it, you know. Um, today, I got a special guest on, Rob Bronson, fellow comedian and friend. Uh, you know, we hang out at Winston's all the time. He's a good guy. Been wanting to get him to come on for a while now and was happy to have him come on. We talked about all kinds of stuff. We talked about being poor. We talked about doing comedy. We talked about just life in general. And I think it was a good one. So without further ado, well, we will get into today's episode and enjoy. <laughs> and everybody thinks that I need professional help. But I don't want to think about that anymore. And just because I woke up on someone's floor and asked who the fuck am I? I didn't know it felt good to cry.
up, Rob? How you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up? Thank you for having me, man. Of course, of course. I'm glad you could finally do this. We, I know we wanted to meet up once before, and it didn't work out, but, like... Oh, fuck, yeah. I mean, it was a weird... <laughs> Have you ever recorded a podcast in a bedroom before? Oh, I've recorded podcasts in weird places, but it's just an interesting vibe in here. I feel like a, it's like a, I'm doing an internship for a drug lord. <laughs> oh, I wish, dude. <laughs> this needs to be way more lavish for a drug lord. This drug lord's struggling, I feel like. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's why it's an internship, <laughs> not internship a paid of... hire. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, shit. So I wanted to, before we <clears throat> get too into it, I give give the viewers a little background or whatever. Listeners are not really. There might be some viewers now that we have YouTube, but uh, Rob Bronson, where are you from? Out here in San Diego. Yeah, I'm from San Diego. Oh, so you're born and raised out here in the yeah, yeah. San Diego streets. Yeah, I'm I'm out from the streets. A, a, a thoroughbred, a purebred, if you will, out here in the San Diego. So many transplants out here. Everybody wants to move to San Diego. I feel like I did a little hiatus, but how old are you? I'm 24. 24, yeah. 28. Okay, nice, nice. So where'd you? Where was the hiatus? You got you escaped for a little bit. Where'd yeah, you go? when I when I was five and six years old, I lived in South America. South America. Yeah. That's that is that is legitimate hiatus. Oh that's, yeah, for, that's the proper yeah. word actually. Like I thought, like you're like yeah, I went to like Utah for a little bit or something. Like I don't know, but that's no, like, we're at in South America. Uh, you the first year Costa Rica, not by myself obviously. With, of course, <laughs> yeah. You were five and six. Yeah. Uh, first year Costa Rica, and then second year uh, Nicaragua. Really? Yeah. What, what sprung that? Just like was that just a random thing? You're like, let's just go. Your parents were like, let's check this out, or yeah, I think uh, let's give this guy a little spicy flavor. Let's get him, you know, let's give him uh, a yeah, let, let, let's give this white boy a tan real quick. <laughs> uh, no, I think just uh, my grandma died on my mom's side. Okay. And then the my mom and my dad were still together at the time, uh-huh. and he just retired. So they're like, "Hey, I got this VA check. You got your dead mom check. Let let's let's go. Do yeah, some- let's live where it's only costs like a thousand bucks a month to live. Yeah, yeah. And but uh, that's where they wind wound up splitting up. Really? Yeah. Too much time to themselves. Or huh? I don't know what or the whatever fuck it was. Be. Who knows? But yeah. That is wild. Like, and then you ended up coming back to San Diego after that. And have yeah, been yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, nice, nice. Uh, and so, oh man, I'm always interested. Like, do you do you still love it here? Because like some people like that I've met that lived out here, like, man, I kind of want to get something new. Da 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 da. Like, I'm like, this is the spot. You know what I mean? But I came from Kansas, where it's like it's easy to think that. Oh fuck yeah! You know what I mean? Like, I love my people in Kansas. I love Kansas, but it's like. This is fucking San Diego. Yeah, you live in a Sublime album over here in fucking... For real? Yeah, in Ocean Beach. Yeah. But, I'll, yeah, of course I want to do more. Uh, my goal is to have enough money to live in New York. Really? That's yeah, the goal? You want to go do, like, like, actually do stand-up and be able to be doing stand-up in New York and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, like, how I look at stand-up, mm. I love it, but I'm, I'm always open to... I think this is like a Conan O'Brien quote. Where, like, entertainment is like a freeway and you just choose the exit you get off at. Like, that's how I wow. look. No, I love that, actually. You kind of just... Well, it's there's something that is interesting about wanting to go to New York. Because I kind of... I don't know. To me, it's saying, it seems a little enticing, but super intimidating. Because I'm from, you know, small town Kansas. And, like, living in San Diego was a pretty big adjustment, honestly. But, to, but New York... The way the the comedians talk about it, that's the place where you can get up three times a night, multiple spots every day, There's and you can really night. like hone your craft and not have to deal with fucking shitty 
LA traffic or whatever it may be. Yeah, they have the system. Like when I was over there, they from four o'clock to eleven o'clock at night, they had an open mic every hour, and that's in that's Manhattan. Crazy. That's in one borough. Yeah. You know? Wow. Wow. That's intense. I mean, there's something I don't know. Do you do you feel like this is like a, a debate between comedians a lot, but like LA versus New York, who do you think has the edge? I don't know. I'm, and what? And, it's tough. Huh? And what I like? Yeah. I, I guess. go New York. You think New York? You like that style better? Yeah, like fucking. Is it because it's more jokes or because? I just like that's what I mean. I at my level, I only been doing comedy for three years. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still green as fuck. Mm-hmm. But I I just like New York better. I like the vibe of New York okay. and shit. And, and maybe because it's just different. You know, this yeah, is you've been out here in the West California. Coast is my Kansas. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I feel that. I I completely understand that. So when I go to LA, it's just like big San Diego mm. with more, yeah, just more traffic, more just like oh, what this I don't know about this. Because it's like uh, all the mics I did over there was fucking uh, in Manhattan, so it was right by NYU. So people are saying their genders I never heard of before, yeah. and like it's still all that shit, same as LA. It still exists. Yeah, yeah. but. Uh, I, just, I just like New York as a city, and it's like that's mm. a if you can afford to live in Manhattan, you're doing good. Oh yeah, that's what for I mean. sure you're balling. Like right now, right. if I eat red meat, I'm happy. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? dude. If I yeah, have food yeah. in the fridge, yeah. I'm like shit, dude. I'm killing the game right now. Well, fucks yeah. I mean, we both know that struggle because you work at a grocery store, I work at Starbucks. It's like oh we're yeah. just out here hustling, trying for to do sure. the minimum at that job or whatever. It's like this isn't my career. I'm trying to do stand up and whatever can get me to do stand up more. Like that's the main goal, really. Yeah, fucks yeah, dude. Like. I mean, I don't know if this is a blessing, but, like, I, I'm just working-wise and education-wise, like, I've always been shitty. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was either this, like, do stand-up or just be a bartender for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like. It was, like, you, it kind of, at a certain point, when did, so, you said you've been doing stand-up for about three years, so you started when you were, like, 21? Yeah, I started when I was 21. Okay, so, what, what kind of pushed you to do it? Because for me, what pushed me to do it, I had always loved stand-up. It was always one of my favorite things. All my favorite people were comedians. I was like, those are the people that I kind of like look up to in a weird way or whatever you want to say, right? And uh, But I was in Kansas. Yeah. In small yeah, town that's, Kansas. that's a crazy place to start fucking Kansas. So it's like you can't, there was no real option. Like I was in a fraternity at one point. Maybe if I was had the foresight, like that's what I wanted to do. I could have been like, I could have gathered some people and be like, okay, Friday nights, I'm going to tell 15 minutes of jokes and just try Club it. Club full of fucking scarecrows. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but that, I never did anything until I moved out here. And what happened was I, I got laid off of my finance job. And I was just like, man, I could just get let go that easy? Like, fuck, that sucks. And I don't even like this. I hate this. And I feel bad about losing this shitty job that I don't even like. Like, ugh. I should try to just do something that I want to do. You know what I mean? And that was, I was like, oh, fuck. Winston's has an open mic. Blah, blah, blah. But one thing led to another. And I started doing it, you know? And so what, like, what kind of led you to do comedy? Uh, mine was very similar. Was it? Well, like, uh, I didn't, at the time, I was really into uh, Muay Thai. Mm. Uh, I was doing amateur Muay Thai just like I was in the gym about like five hours a day. Like I was teaching classes and shit. Okay, you were in it. Yeah, I was in it. Like uh, like that was like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. This yeah. is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Uh, five years from now, I'm going to be sleeping on a concrete floor in Thailand. Yep. That's what I want to do. And uh, fucking, 
at the gym that I went to got bought out. And ironically, it was bought out by a guy I knocked out in an amateur Muay Thai fight in front of his wife on his birthday. Yeah. Wow, that's like check, you're just checking the boxes there. Bong, like, bong. <laughs> I I think I made him think God doesn't exist after that day. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh shit, but I guess what that meant is that I had to start paying for a gym membership. And you're like, well, fuck, I can't. I, I mean, like, yeah. fucking, it was only sixty bucks a month, but still, like, with driving and shit, and then. Which is fine because I, I didn't have to pay rent at the time. I lived with my mom. Uh-huh. But they closed down the restaurant I worked at. Oh, shit. So I lost my job. So it was like a snowball effect. You had this happen with the gym. You had you lost your job. I lost the only thing I've been passionate about for fucking the past four years. Yeah. Uh, Dang. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I went to like a severe depression, man. Like, you're uh, like, now what? Because like, you literally thought that was your goal. You're like, I'm going to be heading down this path, and hopefully I'll end up over in Thailand doing Muay Thai, all that stuff. Yeah, that's all That's all I had planned out. Mm-hmm. And it, it literally swept from under the rug beneath me. Damn. And so I literally just laid in my bed for two fucking weeks. And, like, I didn't – I always been, like, the bottle your feelings type guy. Like, okay. Just hold the shit yep. in type yep. guy. And, like, uh, I, I told my mom, and she's, like, fucking – she didn't give a fuck. Like, she didn't even know how to, like, comfort me because yeah. I never gave her, gave her the chance to comfort me before. She's just like, oh, you, you need to get up. You need to do something. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you'd always been pretty, like you said, you, you bottled it up. You had it. You're like, I'm going to keep this in. Whatever I'm feeling, I'm just like, fuck it. Grin and bear it. Just put my yeah, head yeah. And just do it. But uh, this was, like, something that you were super passionate about. And this was the first, like, one of the devastating <sighs> blows that you felt. Gone. Right? Yeah. Hurricane. Yep. Uh, and fucking, uh, so, like, after the depression, like, I was like, all right, I, I'll guess, uh, I'll just be a, try and be a bartender until I have enough money to, like, properly kill myself, you <laughs> yeah. know, like. Go out in style somewhere. Or, yeah, like, fucking, so people don't have to, like, pay for a funeral or some shit. Yeah, yeah. But then, I uh, I realized open mics were free. Yeah, okay. Open mics were free. So and I, had you always been like a comedy fan? Like you like yeah. comedians, and you're like, oh, that's something that's interesting to me. Yeah, like I, I always been fans of stand up comedy. I remember watching and like funny and like were you like class clown at all in school? Oh, 100 percent. I thought so. Okay, hundred percent. Like uh, I even I ran into a teacher the other day, dude, and she, like she couldn't even like look at me like normal, like as an adult. She's like looked at me still mischievous. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. fucking ten years ago, and he's still thinking <laughs> I'm d- pulling shit. You think I'm still out here? Like, yeah. Yeah, no, that's wild. Trying to slide out of class and shit. Like, yeah, just anything to, like, weasel your way out. That's well, funny. You can put your fucking guard down now. Yeah. Uh, We're not at school anymore. I'm, you know, that was a long time ago. Yeah. But she was probably right. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I would have stole her purse. She doesn't fucking know nothing. Uh, but, like, even then, like, when I knew I was getting laid off, mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh, like, this is how much of a fucking little pussy I am. Uh, I would go, like, to comedy clubs because I wanted to get, like, a bartending or bar back job at a yeah, comedy yeah. club just so somebody Picking could be, like... and cleaning them, whatever it could be. Just so they could be, like, hey, you're funny, you should try it. And just be, like, oh, really? Like, that's how <laughs> oh, much of, of a fucking yeah, yeah. sissy I am. Uh, but, no, I literally just started hanging around open mics. Okay. 
I was like the literally the open mic audience member for like a month. Just watching. Yeah, I, was the I only did that guy. same thing at Winston's. Yeah, I was like, the only guy. Like, and it took me a little while to. You know, it wasn't only like I. I kind of knew in the back of my mind, like, okay, I'm getting up there eventually. In my head, like, I'm like, that's the goal. But I definitely went like three. I think three three weeks. And then on the fourth week, I was like, all right, you gotta you gotta do it this week. You know what I mean? But I did the same thing. Like I feel like you go scout it out, see what it's about. You go watch the people bomb. You're like, oh well, fuck, that guy is doing it. He's bombing. He's okay. Fuck, I'll go up there. I'll give it a try. Whatever it may be, you know. I feel like sane people do that. Okay. I see. Uh, that's what I did. That's what yeah. I did. You're you're a sane person <laughs> well, thank you, thank as you. on open mic standards, but. Uh, you just were literally hanging out, going and watching, and just. I had to. I couldn't afford to do anything else, and okay. like I was just like, oh, I need some type of happiness, you know. Yeah, you needed to get out of the house. Yeah. Some place to go and just be like, I got to get away from whatever's here, and just fucking. I remember like my family was actually proud of me just going outside because they're just like you're a fucking. Because they were a little worried, like this guy's been chilling for two weeks, like in his room. Yeah, I, I'm 21 years old. I've never been to a nightclub or anything before. It was yeah, just like, yeah. all right, this. He's going to the comedy clubs. It's a start to doing what seems mm. to be normal young adult shit. Yeah, okay. Uh, Maybe this is a hobby. Maybe he's got something on besides fight. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, and fucking... Yeah, I just got called out after a while. I was like, hey, when the fuck are you going to go up? Nice. And I already had, like, jokes ready, but I was like, oh, 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 oh. you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, How'd I your just... first time go? I was, I'm always a little interested by this because I got hella lucky. Like, I was... I was drunk. I was like, you know, three, maybe four shots of JMO deep, and it was St. Patrick's Day, so the audience was feeling generous, you know. And I didn't know this at the time, but this is a trick that, I, you know, you'll see, you know, shout out to Orin. You'll see him up there, <laughs> and he'll be like, yeah, it's my first time, <laughs> you know, whatever. Oh, shit. And I said, I was like, yeah, go easy on me. This is my first time. But it went all right. Like, I got laughs, and people came up to me afterwards and were like, hey, man, pretty funny. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, oh, man, I'm about to take over. You know what I mean? Like, in my wow. head. Like, I, like, but then I get, went back the next week and quickly found out that I'm going to be eating a lot of shit. You know what I mean? But the first time for me was, like, this is, like, holy shit. Like, kind of like, okay, maybe I can do this. And I'm always interested, like, did you have the I can do this moment or was nah, it the No, I ate a dick, dude. See, but eating a dick and then coming back for more and being like, this is what I'm fucking doing, that's harder to do, I feel like. I mean, that's that's all I know, really. Okay. Yeah, just that's fucking... <laughs> eating eating a dick and just coming straight back and just having no one fucking like you and just fucking... <laughs> like... And, and, but, yeah, I didn't do well at all. Really? I remember I, th I started in October 2015. Okay. And I don't think I had a good, like a legitimately good set until Valentine's Day of 2016. Wow. You were out there for a while. Yeah, just fucking. Like uh, people that started after me, like uh -huh. uh, the, uh, like Blaze, yeah, he told me like, yeah, when I, uh, when I first started, I thought you were just experienced at being a terrible comic. I thought you'd just been doing this a long time. You were just fucking awful. Damn. <laughs> I thought you were experienced. <laughs> you were just fucking awful. That's funny. Well, it's, it's I, something that I can relate to, though. Me and my brother always joke about, like, you know, you're like, I can just eat a dick and get back up there and fucking, you know, take the beating, get back up, do it again. Uh, we always joke, like, <laughs> me and my brother are always like, we're cockroaches. You can't kill us. Like, we're going to be there. We're going to be coming back yeah. in seconds, thirds, fourths. We're just, like, we're little cockroaches, like, 
you know, famine mentality. You just got to be up there and just fucking doing your thing and trying to get it done. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that shit sucks sometimes, dude. It does. Like, fucking... I wish everybody could experience a bomb. Just so they oh, knew. Oh, yeah. Just so they knew. What, like, because comedians get no respect, largely, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, because I mean, it, it does look easy. Just like... That's because they've done it for so long, and it's so polished, and they've worked so hard to get there. Oh, yeah, just you like know? how it looks easy when Mayweather fights. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like, everyone has... Nobody's a... hitting this dude? How's nobody hitting yeah, this Yeah, like, right? everyone's like, why don't they just do this? Like, fucking the best of the best have tried. Yeah, you know? yeah, 100%. 100%. And that's what's so interesting, that you came from fighting to comedy. Because one of the analogies I always hear about comedy is that it is, you know, the, uh, the stakes aren't as high. You're not going to get fucking eaten up by punches or whatever. But it's like fighting in the sense that there's a bunch of dif- different disciplines within comedy that you have to kind of understand to be able to navigate those waters and then evolve at all of them. If you want to be a complete fighter, like in UFC or whatever, if you want yeah. to go to UFC, you have to grapple, you have to wrestle, you have to punch, you know. And it's like, For you know, sure. and the comedy is the same. Crowd work, writing jokes, off the cuff, whatever it may be, improv, act outs. Like, there's so much to it. It just takes so long to be. Yeah, it's definitely a time game, like, uh I, that was like when it's so hard to like even if you get advice or unsolicited advice when you're brand brand new mm-hmm. it's it's never like it's almost never correct to me because i've had people tell me like hey make sure you just get a five eight minute act down and then you just fucking trim it and trim it and trim it and add more to it then i had people just saying no fuck that just keep on writing new jokes but the truth is like you got to do everything Exactly. Because you don't have enough experience in any of it. Nailed it. Like, nailed it. Yeah. Both are right. Yeah, that's time. what I mean. And it's wrong and right. That's what's crazy about comedy also is that there's no – there's like, okay, you do this, you, you read this book, you take this, you go do a couple open mics, and like, ba-da-da-da. Like, yeah. even if it takes, you know, a doctor seven years, ten years, whatever, there's a fucking path. There's a, this is what you do to get there. There's just, that doesn't exist in comedy. That, and another realization for me was, like, uh, so I was writing, I, I did the thing, I had my little notebook, uh, I'm, I was disciplined when I started, like, I'd fucking, I'd read about comedy, I'd write for, like, two hours, like, I, I was, yep. I was, like, writing and just do, but I still bomb. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Is this working? What the fuck am I doing wrong?" Mm-hmm. Then I saw Ron Ron, Ron White pop Legend. in at the fucking comedy store, mm-hmm. and him do jokes, have just be super funny, and just go and look at his notebook and have the same type of notebook I have. Yeah. And I was like, "I'm doing this. We're doing the same formula. He just has thirty years experience. One hundred percent." You know. And his jokes are so clean. Like yeah, not, oh, not clean as in the sense as <laughs> they're dirty. They can't, they'll be very dirty at times. But like they're so fucking precise. Like oh, the way he's so he, smooth. Yeah. His, his delivery is incredible. He's so smooth. Like, oh yeah. It's like Johnny Cash in a way. That's what reminds me. Yeah, he's of. the Johnny Cash at comedy. Yeah. He definitely is. He has that vibe about him, especially being like a country boy and like I don't know. It's it, one of the things I kinda wanted to actually talk to you about a little bit because I think we both went through this. Because you have some jokes about being white trash a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to give give away your set, but the no, Mountain Dew, the Mountain Dew placenta joke always gets me. Like, that, <laughs> like I'm like, like, 
that is quint like in a way that's like quintessential white trash. Like I know it's a joke and you're fucking around, but it's like I'm like that is it's nailing. That's like checking all the boxes of white <laughs> trash because like for me, like we always grew up as like I don't know. My parents were both kind of drug addicts, so I had like a that cloud hanging over me. Like oh I had, yeah, for sure. Like I had friends that uh, would come over to my house. Like one of my best friends still to this day. Love this dude, EJ. Shout out EJ. <clears throat> he used to his parents used to give him the Miles Casey curfew. We'd go out to another buddy's house where we'd be drinking and getting fucked up. Midnight. Whatever, right? He'd come over to my house where we'd be literally playing video games, doing some nerd shit. Like, we weren't partying at all. 10.30. You'd have to go home because, like, unfortunately, that was the reputation that was around me. You know what I mean? Or my family and my name and my dad and my oh, parents. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, in, in we. That's how small Kansas was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that small town shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's when you live, sure. live in 15,000, you know, town of 15,000 people, and your family does own a business, but my dad happened to be the black sheep, if you will, of the family who, you know, putting some stains on the, the family record, whatever you want to call it. But that definitely carried on to me, too, at times. And, I don't know, it wasn't only that. We also had, like, fucking, you know, a, a swimming pool that had collapsed. The yard always was fucking... <laughs> yeah. That's how you, 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 know you just gotta see the fucking collapse above ground pool. Uh, no, it, no, it was a, 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 a nice in-ground oh, pool. Oh, that's we great. Had, so like we the fucking were, we had started pond. as, like, nice middle class. Parents got back into drugs. Pool went to shit. Yard went to shit car full of drive or driveway full of cars you know yeah. it's like we're like oh shit they're starting to oh that's white trash you know what i mean like and i didn't even know i was kind of in that boat until like later on you're like you get outside of like you know maybe i went to college or whatever it was so it's like oh shit i was pretty much living the white trash lifestyle and i had no idea it's crazy right and when you... there's a realization you make you know what i mean yeah like, it's crazy because like Especially as a kid, when I had all this shit going on, like, oh, okay, like, my mom's fist fighting with my aunt, and I'm, like, trying to separate him with a fucking Red Rider BB gun and shit, and, like, there's fucking, I got an uncle smoking meth in the garage. Checking boxes. And, yeah, I got a sister getting dicked down in the other room, and, like, I'm just thinking to myself at nine years old, I'm like, oh, they just... This is normal. This they is just life. haven't made this episode of Rugrats yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We're, this isn't on Nickelodeon? What the heck? Yeah, man? it's like, all right, once season five comes out, we're going to have <laughs> Tommy Pickle's uncle doing meth in the garage. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. No, I can totally relate to that because it's like, you know, especially in Kansas, it's like, you know, family, you know, I have family in trailer parks and stuff. They're wonderful, but... That, you know, it's it's just, that's what it is. That's just how I grew up. That was what happened. And I didn't know any different. And then you go over to, like, as I got into high school and I'm going over to, like, my other friend's house that have, like, nice houses. I'm like, I like I remember vividly one year I was in the jazz band. And I won't name his name, but this kid was complaining to me about only getting getting a GameCube and eight games for Christmas. Jesus Christ. And I'm like over here like, dude, I got a calculator, bro. <laughs> I needed a calculator for my math class that was $87 or $89, and that was Christmas. Like, yeah. And he's over here telling me, I'm like, oh, we're on, I'm on this different level that I'm starting to now realize as I get older. Because you grow up in it, and you're like, oh, this is just what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, 
I was lucky enough for when I was younger in like elementary school, like my my mom would try so fucking hard to like not even let me notice. Like yeah. I, I was I mean my yeah. Like she would always make sure like uh she got me like a GameCube. Mm. Like there was mm. the kid down in the first floor in the apartment building who had all the Xbox, the GameCube, and the PlayStation. But I had the GameCube. You at least had one. But, like, you know, I still have to sleep on the couch because that's uh, what's going on right now. Yep, yep. Well, like, middle, like, yeah, because I went to a nice middle school. Okay. Uh, which was, I was sort of starting to realize, like, oh, because, like, everyone was friends with each other, but, like, other parents would, like, look at me weird because, like. Because they knew. Or they knew, like, because I my mom let me dress how I wanted to dress, so like mm. I was all wiggered out and shit. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I had the little fucking Jordan jacket and whatnot, and like, <laughs> oh, like, oh, that's a single mom kid. You know what I mean? He's yes. uh, the There's fucking just, yep. like doing wrestling moves and shit during math class. But then in high school, it was like I went to like a real public high school. Where okay. It was like, oh fuck, yeah, we're doing fine. We're yeah, doing yeah, fine. yeah, 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 one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I have to, you know, shout out to my parents. They. They would give me new clothes before the year, and I usually had, like, at least one new pair of shoes or something, maybe, you know? Like, they were doing their best, for sure. But at the same time, there was times where it was like, okay, we're only eating peanut butter and bread and ramen noodles and shit. Like, it was rough for a little while, for sure. But it always, it, did, it got better, but it, I, like, I don't know. At the end of the day, I don't think I would change much because it's made, it has fueled me to be who I am today, and I can get by on little a little bit. And I can, you know, whatever, barely make ends meet and just, like, I don't stress about money too much. And so, because yeah. I'm always like, that's just what it's, that's been life, dude. Like, I, had, I remember having to give him my dad money. He's like, can I borrow 200 bucks? And, yeah, whatever, you know, because I had a job at the grocery store that I mentioned earlier, you know. But that's just how it was. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's how my family unit is, too. Which, uh, I'm not sure if it's toxic or, like, just to be, like, financially Ill- illiterate. Like, that's the worst part, though. I'm not. I have a degree in finance. Yeah, which is crazy because. But I can't put any of it into effect because I have such bad habits just instilled at the most basic levels. That's <laughs> what I'm stuck with it too. Like it's uh, so hard to override that programming. It's so hard. It's so fucking hard, dude. Like, uh, our, like if my mom gets a paycheck or if I get a paycheck, we're all getting clothes. Yeah. It's just that. Yeah. No, you know, like, that's how it was. Like, savings, shmavings. Well, yeah, like, you know, inheritance or what, uh, you know. A savings you know, to us remember, is, yeah. a savings to us is a credit card that still has, <laughs> you know, money on it. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I remember one time, like, my dad won, like, $1,000 on a scratcher. He's like, let's go get some video games. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, dad, let's go, you know. Like, that's just what it was. Like, when money came in, it was good. It was, maybe we buy the big TV or the tax return come in. It was just, it was always gone. But their saving was not something that ever. Oh, happened. yeah. And I'm still, yeah, it's still bugging me to this day, dude. Yeah. Like, there's no reason why I need to have five denim jackets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. Two is plenty. Two is and plenty. The, yeah, <laughs> and get my clothes tailored and then have to tell him, hey, Poppy, I got to pick him up two days later. I'm going to be out of town, but really I'm just waiting for my check to come in. You know what <laughs> yes, I mean? Yes, like, yes, 100%. Just fucking dumb <laughs> shit like that. Yep. The only thing I don't do, luckily, I, you know, I'm not hitting up any payday loans or anything like that. No, like, those I, are I've dangerous. done it. Those are dangerous. I've done it. Have you? I had to do it once. I paid them off on time, but I still literally get three companies trying to give me a credit card in the mail. Oh, yeah. No, I get so many credit cards. Like, one of the funniest things to me 
So I, I had my car repossessed last year because I just couldn't afford it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because I had like, I had you know got the car like my I came out here with a silver PT Cruiser, piece of shit. Who's ever gonna get laid in a PT Cruiser, especially a silver one? It was horrible. So you know I decided to upgrade, get a Kia Soul, the little hamster car, because that's way better. No, right. But but that car. Uh, I got it when I was working LPL. So I was like, oh yeah, I can afford this. This is whatever, you know, it's not a thing. And then I lost the LPL job and I was like, uh-oh. Oh shit, I didn't, I forgot to factor in that I could not have this job anymore. Long story short, yeah. couldn't pay for the car and Capital One was who I had the loan with. They sent, while they were taking my car, while they were calling me and being like, hey bro, pay your bill. We need you to pay that bill, son, you know. They were sending me like, oh, you've been pre-approved for credit cards. I'm like, what the fuck? How is this legal? Like, they know I'm literally drowning with this car payment right now. Like, I can't pay it. But they're, like, still sending me so many credit cards. Like, that should be illegal. It's like they, it's weird that they know, like, in the human chemistry that if you really need something, you'll pay for it. Like, that's what I mean. Like, uh, my friend, I, I caretake for my friend in a wheelchair, and his wheelchair broke down. Okay. You know how much a wheelchair costs, a new electric one? Super expensive. 60000 What? Sixty? Yeah, it costs more. What? I was thinking five in my head. No. It costs more than a fucking Lexus, and you can't take it out in the rain. And the only reason they do that... Because insurance will pay? And then... Maybe not all of it, but they know you need it. They know you need it. That's what I mean. Like it's some a quadriplegic. It's not like you go. Oh, it looks like I'm picking up a few extra shifts at the factory. <laughs> oh my you god! You know what I mean? Oh my god! But they That's know. Brutal. They know he needs it. Wow. So they know he's gonna find a way to pay for that shit. That's, That's why it's that fucking expensive. That's ridiculous. Same with That's the credit card. Holy shit! Same with the fucking credit yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they if, know you have no money. And they know you need money, so they're like, oh, we could get this fucking silly chap with, give him $1,000 and turn that into 10 for us. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and 10 years later, when you got a wife and you buy a house, bong, son, Capital One remembers your ass. Yeah, you know? 100%. 100%, yeah. It's just wild, I don't know. It's so weird how things work and how they're allowed to do stuff like that. Like, it makes I, no sense to me. It's like, it literally baffles me. I'm just like, when I hear the $60,000 wheelchair, I was like, I was like, I had to like fucking catch my breath, dude. I was like, what Six the fuck? Zero. That's fucking crazy. Jesus Christ, dude. That's nuts. He should be driving around in a Lexus at every place. Yeah. Like, he's cruising up ridiculous. the places fucking running over people in the light. Like, Jesus. Yeah, mother- yeah, motherfucker can't even take the steps. Jeez. It's ridiculous. That's brutal. That's wild. I don't know. It's, it's, so, in a weird, so this is a weird segue, but it's something I wanted to talk about. Yeah, no doubt. And it, uh. <laughs> they were going to talk about it on Legion Escapes and I thought it would be hilarious to hear them talk about it but I wanted to see what your opinion was did you hear about the lady who was in a coma for 10 to 15 years I don't know which it was but she recently uh, gave birth to a child so somebody obviously oh wow yeah dude, What? how fucked up do you have to be to be doing something like that or like my first thought would be like Oh no, I'm a dad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like, that's so. How how does what is wrong with people? Like, I don't even know where to begin on Did that. Did she but... even get wet? <laughs> oh, like, yeah. You see, like, I'm... how do you? That's a good Can question. You, like moan in a coma. <laughs> that that's I think that's crazy. all you can do in a coma. Actually, is just, like, just <laughs> like one of those. Holy shit! 
Yeah, I don't know, but it, it one of the so there's a couple things that I am weirded out. First of all, unforgivable, disgusting. But like to be in a coma for fifteen years, ten years, like fifteen, dude. I don't know. Like I'm not saying pull the plug, but maybe I don't know. Like what? But but obviously you don't want. If you're, you know, your grandmother's in a resting home, whatever, you don't want anybody doing some weird shit to anybody, ever. But, like, it's so weird that people are, like, I don't know, I guess, I don't know what I would do if it was one of my parents or something, but... The thing is, like, I'm not that good at sex, so, like, to have... To have a girl that's unconscious and, like, I have to put my dick in her pussy by myself, it's like, that's, it's no, it's not gonna happen. No. You know what I mean? That's the worst, dude. I would rather stay a virgin forever <laughs> than fuck that. No, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. like you're going for missionary, and she doesn't want to lift your legs up, and you're trying to do it, and you're just like, I, I you got to do this. You know what I she mean? She doesn't want to lift her legs. So, and you're, you're, you're still, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're doing all the work. And then I'm like, I, I can't. Maybe because I'm a millennial, like I don't have the attention. <laughs> I don't have the attention span to eat pussy, dude. It's fucking. It's tedious. Yeah. But you ha- you almost have to go down there for a little bit to warm things up. Sometimes. I got. Yeah, I, I can eat pussy as long as an Instagram video. That's. What <laughs> you I got like a minute in you. Yeah. That's I'll double. Hilarious. I'll do a double tap if I like it. <laughs> you double tap at the end. <laughs> yeah. Eat it for a minute, then double tap at the end. All right, we ready? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. It's it is weird. Like I'm, everything with of us millennials is so like instant gratification in a way. Like it's it's part of a, the programming now almost because everything is so instant with a smartphone. Everything's at your fingertips, which is good and bad. You know what I mean? Like it it can be too enticing. It can for me. I'll fucking be like, you know what? Oh, I'll catch myself wasting thirty minutes on some oh, stupid yeah. shit. For sure. Whether I'm like making a loop of like, oh, let's check out Facebook, and then I'll go, you know, scope out Facebook, and I'm like, oh, let's go check out Instagram, and I'll fucking just like this little loop of sadness that I'm here like, fa- Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Oh, what's maybe something news on Facebook again? You know, like yeah, what the fuck? You know, that's so, and I have that problem, and I'm trying to monitor it and be a little bit more aware of it, but it is it is difficult. Mine's Tinder, dude. Tinder, like, you—that's your—that's your bane. That's the one that gets you, huh? Yeah, cause uh, I figured out how the algorithm works. Uh oh. Or like a little bit of it. Mhm. So like, if you if you swipe right daily, and then like you, you some left, but every time you get a match, you message them, you go higher up in the algorithm. Oh. Yeah. Even if it's just like, hey. Whatever. I don't know what it is. Okay. But it's to the point where I don't even. It's like fucking. Uh, because it, it's like sex that you don't even like. You just do, or like a relationship you don't even like anymore. You uh-huh. just do it to do it. Because like, oh, I'm just trolling people on there. Uh-huh. Honestly, like it's almost like a habit now at this point. Like it's something that you've done and you kind of are in it. That yeah, it's like to the point where like when people message back. Like I'm like for real. You're like, huh? Like, <laughs> I think one of my oh, like it's fucking because I'll do it at like like two in the morning right before I sleep and shit, and yeah, like yeah. I not even remember the dumb shit I say. Like I, I told this one girl, like her forehead looks like good baby mama material, <laughs> and she goes, "Ah oh, ha ha, you're so cute." I'm like no, 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 that's to get get rid of get me out of your life. Yeah, can't you see what I just said? Yeah. Here? 
I'm a bad person. You can oh, do better. Oh, shit. That's hilarious. <laughs> Your forehead looks like a baby mama. Oh, my God. Have, I... you, have you ever, like, swiped left on somebody because their friend was too ugly? Like, <laughs> No. I, I've had to swipe left a few times because I ran into, like, people's exes and shit. Oh, or shit. just, like, a lot of comedy club waitresses on there. And we'll, like, You're like, uh-uh. <laughs> like, what? You already see us enough. You're going to see us at home, too, on fucking Tinder. No, thanks. No, thanks. I mean, that's one of the things they always say about comedians is you're not supposed to, you know, you don't want to, it's like the workplace, that's the workplace, you're not supposed to fuck where you work, technically. I mean, service energy is a little different, but. No, but yeah, that's what I mean, that is one of the golden rules, but everyone, that's the golden rule but everyone everybody fucking breaks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people do it anyways. I mean, I never fucked anyone at one of my job places that I've, we've done like, like, you know, like dry humping and shit. Like, Fooled around a yeah, little bit. Yeah, like. Like, but, but, fucking, I see it a lot, dude. For sure, I do too. <laughs> I think that's, like, one of the dark secrets. It always seems weird to me, like, to to do that and then just be like, okay, we're done. Like, I don't, like, it, either. Uh, that that part's not weird to, to me. You? Okay. Like, the one night stand thing, I, I'm Mr. You're like, okay with that? So that gets weird to me sometimes. I don't know why. But, like, oh, having to see you at the workplace and shit, that, that might be a little weird because I, I don't, I don't know your yeah. headspace. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And I just don't, yeah. I always just, I'm like, I want to lose this stupid-ass job that I have, so I'm not going to do anything dumb and put myself in a weird spot, but I don't know. And that's what I mean. You're you're a comic, too, so, like, a lot of people, their shitty job is the highlight of their day. You know what I mean? No, you're right. I have people that come into Starbucks, like, a lot of regulars, like, off to work, can't wait. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, or, like, fucking... I appreciate the person who comes into Starbucks is like, <sighs> gotta have fucking coffee because I had to go to this shitty job that I am. Like, that's yeah, my dude. Like, exactly. that's, who I, that's who I relate to. Like <laughs> Exactly. Like, I'll come in the work. It's eight in the morning. I'm fucking, I've been up since two. I haven't ate yet because I'm doing the fucking intermittent fasting thing. So yep. I'm extra cranky. <laughs> and, I'm hangry. And then just someone coming up to me like, oh, uh, Paulina forgot to make coffee. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know? like Yes, dude, yes. You know, there's trees outside and shit, you know? Like, yeah, there's other there's other things exist besides this place. I don't care what Peggy's up to, no. you know? Dude, that was one of the things that was tough about LPL, like the finance job that I had because it was like a cube farm. And you're just in your little spot. And if somebody comes up to you and, like, starts talking to you at your desk, I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, I I can't be like, hey, get the fuck out of here. It's like I'm trapped on this little island talking to this person now. And then the person across from me, you know, I had some good coworkers that worked there too, but, like, the person directly across from me couldn't stand. I had yeah. to see that person every day. <laughs> and they would yeah. talk to me and talk to me about horrible things that I didn't want to hear. She was talking about Mr. What the menopause once? I'm like, hey, stop. Really? This is oversharing. Holy belief. shit! You were her girlfriend, dude. I was just God fucking too damn. nice. I'm just like a sm- smiley, nice Kansas kid who's like too polite to be like, fucking no, <laughs> no, don't do this here. You know, like, but uh, yeah, I couldn't stand it. It was rough. Did that make you like rebel? How old were you when that happened? That was that was when I first moved out here. So four years ago, I was like. I would have been your age, 24, when I first moved out here. Yeah, That stuff like, was happening and shit like that. It's like, it didn't, it, it made me hate the job more, for sure, and made me do a, a worse job at the job, because I'm like, I can't, like. Because anything like that, like, I can do, I can do restaurant shit, but, like, any, like, 
like cubicle stuff, anything where I have to wear like Dockers or anything like that, I just couldn't fucking do. Dude, I didn't realize how soul crushing it was, and like I could go back to it. It's gonna be there, whatever, right? But it is not conducive to comedy at all. Like that place was killing my soul. Was like making me unfunny. Was making me just like I didn't even realize it until I like got out of there. It was, you know, I, I was lucky enough to get a severance and then unemployment and yada yada. So I was able yeah. to just, that's when I was doing comedy, like dabbling because I had like this time to myself, you know. So that's when I was like, oh my God, after being off of this job and like, sure, it hurt at first when I was like, oh, you're laid off, whatever. But after I got out of it, I was like, that was the low key, like best thing that happened to me. Because I'm like way happier now up there fucking oh, eating, sure. eating shit at Winston's and going to Starbucks to work. For sure. Then I was at fucking LPL making two times, three times more money. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, same when I was a fucking bartender. Like, it just, either you make money in this, get, you get consumed by this, mm-hmm. and you just have to be someone's bitch, or... Yeah. Like, 100%. Yeah. And it's just rough. Like, the worst was always when we had, I had, like, weekly meetings with my manager, and I would, like, have to Fuck pretend that. that I was like, oh, yeah, I'm out here crushing it, you know? I'm crushing it. Crushing like, it, bruh. Oh, what's up? I was like, hey, how you doing? Like, stupid, like, you know, like, the fucking fake. It yeah. all felt so fake, I guess, is what it really comes down to. It felt so fake, you know? Oh, yeah. A few people I was real with, like the homies, but still, that's not enough to, like, get me through the day and not be, like, at the end of the day, like, physically and mentally exhausted because I'm just like, what am I doing here? You know, right. that's the cool part about the grocery store. Like, at least when I first started, <laughs> there's some, there's obviously fake people there. Like, mm, of course. They have an HR department. Oh, you yeah. Know? You got to wa- learn who the snitches are quick. Oh, Whenever yeah. I hear somebody snitches on somebody, like, you know, you know, I don't know if anybody at Starbucks listens to this, but if anybody snitches on anybody at Starbucks, I never tell them anything anymore. 100%. Yeah. Oh, I never, yeah, sure. I never complain or never do anything to them because I'm, I'm not going to be the one who, I'm, I'm not that person. I don't do that. I don't care. It's whatever. I just, like you said, I eat eat a dick and fucking move on, whatever. That's what I do. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, everyone at the grocery store, everyone's cool. We all know the little regulations and shit. But, like, if you work at a grocery store and you're above the age 30, mm-hmm. that means you fucked up in life. <laughs> there's a lot of lifers at the grocery yeah. store. Yeah. Lifers, like. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, there's all, like, we all got the eye. Like, okay, you're... We're, we're fucked up, too. Like, we all know how to do the job, but, like, there was times, like, where, like, a homeless dude would come in and talk shit, and, like, <laughs> Habibi, the security guard, the manager would take him in the back, lock him up, and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Just beat the, like, I remember... Yes. They would beat the shit out of the guy, and then the manager would have to call out because he broke his hand. You know? <laughs> they would just fucking... That's wild, dude. That's wild. And see, yeah, we never got that. It was just always, like, meth heads stealing stuff at our grocery store. They weren't homeless, but, yeah, it was, like... Or, like, I worked at customer service for a little while at the grocery store, and they'd come up with, like, the most expensive pills. Like, some fucking thing from the pharmacy. Like, yeah, you need to return this. Like, dude, we literally saw you grab that off the shelf and bring it over here, and you don't even have a receipt. Like, no. <laughs> you know? But that was, like, the type of shit that we I had to deal with. But And then some coworkers were insufferable. But that's just... That's anywhere. Yeah, there's always going to be that one or two. Mm-hmm. But I remember, like, we got, so I, I, this happened before I started working there, but uh, just, like, this crazy schizophrenic lady came in, and she, no one can control her. 
and like she got one of the older ladies that worked there and just like fucking ripped her hair out and threw it no. on the floor and like that older lady's kid wrote a letter to the ceo or the owner uh-huh. and the next day we got the security guard who's a like he's literally he's middle eastern older dude but he's like he's ex-iraqi secret service hell yeah and he legit he doesn't fucking he play, don't play dude. That shit. Nah, dude. Like it's it's till the day where I, I I see him call someone a motherfucker once a day at least. Hell yeah. <laughs> like he'll call them out too. Like I hear I'll see him chase people out, and right before they leave the door, he sticks his fucking taser out and see if he can reach them with a taser. Give, give him a little yeah. Taser. Hell yeah, dude. It's don't fucking, come back. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like uh, I, I I've heard stories of him. Pulling his gun out on people. Oh shit! Yeah, he's the man. Like oh, I yeah. fucking love it. Uh, can, is he? Is he need some extra hours? Cause Starbucks needs <laughs> that dude, bro. Like, oh my god, I'm, I'm, I'm about to write. I'm about to be that fucking squeaky wheel, like the son who wrote about. Like, I'm about to do that. Cause like it's, it's like I said, I was did a joke on stage tonight. Like I'm doing five different jobs, but getting paid for one. Like, I'm a barista. I'm like a homeless liaison. I'm a fucking. Looney bin order orderly. Oh yeah. Fucking security guard. Like, dude, what the fuck? Like, th- you need to help us out. This is not a normal Starbucks. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it's definitely not a normal Starbucks. No. And that kind of like it, it spices things up, keeps it interesting. But it, it's also the bathroom for the <sighs> city of OB. It is, yeah. dude. It's that toilet gets destroyed. People come <laughs> in, they're like, oh, the bathroom's gross. Like, oh yeah, probably because a homeless person was in there fucking showering and taking a shit. And just, they get wild and they start peeing all over. I don't know. Like, they don't, like I said, yeah. there, there's a dude who tried to start a fire in the, like, tried to light a sheet. He was, like, stuffing it in the trash can that was full of paper towels. And we smelled smoke. And the police had to kick down the fucking door to get this guy out of there. He was literally trying to start a fire in Starbucks. Like, why? And no security guard, no nothing. Like, huh? Yeah, they probably need, like, fucking... I don't. Maybe, it's like somebody has to get hit or die before Starbucks is like, you know what? Maybe we should get, a, you know, maybe we'll get a little security guard over there for him. Like, what the fuck? I mean, most of them suck. I don't know how we got this guy, but like, yeah, he's down to beat the shit out of somebody. Like, oh, fucking. Yeah. That's an OG right there. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's like down. For, like, I heard <laughs> stories. Like, I've had the custodian, the old custodian, fucking take me in the back where the stairs are that lead. If, out to First Avenue uh-huh. and show me the bloodstains where he threw people down <laughs> like a fucking 20 flight. Hey, buddy, have a nice flight. Well, for a steal, like, like chicken curry or some <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's like the fucking quote from Friday. It's not the money smoking, it's the principalities. To be shit. fair, yeah. I, I'm not an expert in this, but I think back, maybe if he's from Iraq, I think what they do is they chop off your hand if you steal. So that's pretty light. He's doing... Yeah, he's... He's, doing the, he's taking it easy, I think. I, don't, I mean, I could have been talking on my ass there, but... And middle, <laughs> middle Eastern masculinity definitely has to be one of my favorite masculinities. Oh, it is intense. That, but is one of the... It's tough, very alpha. It's, it's very... It's one of the toughest. Yes. But yes. those motherfuckers love to accessorize. You're yeah. right, dude. You're right. Like, a necklace with a good ring or two. This guy will cuss out. It doesn't matter who you are. He will cuss you out. Say, fuck you, motherfucker, and your father. <laughs> and <laughs> that's what he said last time. Hell yeah, dude. And this dude has fucking fake teeth, a just-for-men goatee, <laughs> and just a little bit of hair left, but he still slicks it back and dyes it black. 
yeah. You know what I mean? He's got a diet black. And he's got the fucking Dulce Gabbana cologne. Can't can't go to work and without it's it. About eight sprays too much. Yeah, he doesn't fucking play. Yeah. Like, you'll smell them before you see it. Like, 100%. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, he's way over there? <laughs> God damn. No, that's funny. But, yeah, that, it's a real thing for sure. Uh, so, the I guess the last thing before we get out of here and uh, wrap up, we've already been going for, like, almost 50 minutes. We've been killing it. All right, for sure, yeah. Uh, but I did want to mention, I wanted to add, like, I was going to say, uh, what, do you, what do you, do you know, you know Jeff Bezos is, of course, right? The guy for the Amazon. Amazon guy, so yeah. It's so it's so funny because now this dude is getting a divorce apparently. Dude, what that's better than winning the lottery. If you're the yeah. wife, that because uh, if you get half of 150 billion, that's 65 70 billion dollars. That's insane. Can you believe somebody could get that for a divorce? Like, I'm just curious. Like, because Bill Burr has like one of the best bits of all time talking about like. Tiger Woods and Arnold Schwarzenegger and and they're like divorcing and the gold digging whores and whatnot. But like this is like the this it's never been at this level before. What what? Has Bezos cheated on her or anything yes. like that? Oh, of course. He's a fucking billionaire. Duh. Yeah. But at the same like I'm not condoning what he did, whatever. It's it's you know, he has a marriage, he has kids, he has a family. But he is he a hundred and fifty billion and now, I mean, because like, that's his wife, and the way California works, because they have like any money that has been earned since like you were together, I think, is technically like up for grabs. And he, she was with him when he was like the guy who had this desk and was had the Amazon spray paint sign. You know, he was nothing. You know, like fucking. But that's crazy to, for somebody to get yeah. sixty-five billion dollars when she did not. I'm not gonna. I don't want to hate on her. Yeah, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, she deserves nothing. No, of course not. Give her fucking a billion. Who cares? Yeah, That's a billion. Money. That's what I mean. A billion is a billion, <laughs> son. But I don't know. Like, she might Isn't be used cr- to taking a rocket to work or whatever. <laughs> fuck. You know, I don't know $100 billion lifestyles. But, yeah, like, if she was there from the beginning, like, then... It's so weird. He, but that's better. Like no lottery would ever even be that. Like that is way yeah. better than winning the lottery. I'm sure she's upset and it sucks, but. Uh, but that's with our mind state. Yeah, I guess you know, that's I'm a broke dick who. Yeah, she doesn't no have. Money and she's never needed that. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Probably. It's just weird to think that somebody could get seventy or sixty billion. Yeah, she doesn't have any roommates in her fucking spaceship mansion. Or whatever, you <laughs> no, know what I mean? You're right. You're right. Uh, but. I mean, like, that, there has to be, because it does take a lot of support, dude. Like You're uh, not wrong. You're not there... wrong. And I'm sure she took care of the kids pretty much exclusively and probably, like, because there's no way he could have been around the whole time. That's a guy who's fucking created this monster that has taken over fucking the world. Like, Amazon's crazy. Even, like, uh, this, uh, this comic I really like named Dante Nero. He, he always says this, but, like, even in comedy, like, if you do comedy and you want to be in a relationship, that girl has to be the side girl. Comedy is what you're married to. Damn. You know, and... Damn. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he's wrong on that either. He's not... At he's, least at, specifically in the beginning. Yeah, he's a very you're... well-spoken dude. Yeah, for sure. He's the man. But, like, even that, so, like, comedy. And we're just trying to make enough money to survive off of this shit. Yeah. I just want to be able to do this. Yeah, so uh, he made a $100 billion company. 
So the thing that that strain on their relationship You're right. of her You're of right. him being here turning that into You're that. Right. You're right. And she supported him the whole time. You're right. Maybe it's worth fifty percent. Maybe it's worth more. I don't know, but it's definitely not worth nothing. No, no, for sure. I never would say nothing. Yeah. I just think it's crazy that somebody like just because I can't even picture what even a billion dollars is, let alone sixty five of those. Because <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine her just like fucking. Like him just doing everything, and she just made breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, you know, I, no, no, what, like, for sure, you're right. You're right. It's not like the fucking like family from the fifties no, or some 100%. shit. No, one hundred percent. You're you're totally correct on that. And that see that that's why I want to bring it up because now I have a fresher perspective on it, and I actually agree with you completely in in many ways. Honestly, yeah, I uh, I, I wanted to take the comedic thing and be like, oh, maybe com- she doesn't deserve shit, but like, no. uh, all right, I'm gonna I'll do this because. And you're not wrong, though, at the end of the day. Yeah. You say it that way, especially when you brought the comedy analogy into it. Like, yeah, because I can be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because like, there was definitely, I don't know how long Amazon's been out, but there was definitely a strain on their relationship to make yes. Amazon work. Yeah, for sure. You're right. You're right. That's just, I thought that'd be an interesting one to talk about just because it's been happening lately, but yeah. That and what I'm worried about, like, there was a, this is like a San Diego local thing uh-huh. uh there was a really good diner in hillcrest called owned by some uh gay couple okay named brian's uh-huh. uh it was a fucking great diner. phenomenal uh and the what i heard is they broke up okay they they divorced so the restaurant closed down no. so now you have brian's 24 in downtown uh-huh. and then they had little bees in el cajon which both were good uh, but it wasn't fucking Brian. It wasn't dude. the same, huh? And I just want to know if that's gonna happen to Amazon. Mm, that's and interesting. Is it gonna be uh, Amy and Zonies and like, <laughs> you know, like yeah, they break off a chunk. And the of menu's money. only half as big and shit, you know. <laughs> and then one has free shipping, and the other one just has better deals, you know, like yeah, you have to get a Prime membership for both. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She gets the movies, he gets the music. Yeah, like. and then they have to split the books, you know, like that, that shit like that. Yeah. I just want to know if that's funny. The company will get better. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That's a good point. Like bringing up that Brian's, it's just like it ain't been the same. Man. Yeah, it ain't the same. Fuck yeah, because it was it was good for a second. Yeah, that's funny. Well, shit, man, we crushed it. Dude. We were here like fifty five minutes. Do you have anything else you want to say? Anything that's been on your mind lately? Any anything? Uh, just positive energy. All, all right. Well, it's all love here. It's all love. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Of yeah. course, Rob. Thanks for coming by, and uh, we'll talk to you later, folks. Have a good one. Thank you. And I suppose you come down to help me move things along, and we lapped it up, and we're wise enough to know.
swings. You have to do squats too. Woo, deep squats, just like Joe Rogan recommends. Ah, whew, 1,000. Woo, we're getting our fucking workout today, son. We're getting our swole on. Woo, I'm out of breath. 10,000 squat or swings, 1,000 squats. We're well on our way to a successful podcast. And I have to say, I just can feel the testosterone coursing through my body because of those deep squats. I'm pretty sure that I heard on Joe Rogan's podcast that, you know, when you do deep squats, more testosterone is released in your body. Ah, I'm becoming stronger and more powerful every day. Okay, I need to, sorry, I need to, that was, the testosterone got the best of me for a second there and I have to apologize, uh, you know. I, I had to just stare at the old pink shirt, pink tie-dye for a minute, and that really that brought me back down. That cooled me out. But, uh, you know, that's it, folks. The 64th episode of the Millennial Man-Child Podcast is in the books, right back there, in the books. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. It was a fun one for me. Uh, Shout-out to Rob for coming by and uh, chopping it up and, you know, just chatting with me. Always a good time. Always fun. Um, also, you know... For you listeners at home, the people that make, you know, keep this going, giving me the support, all that fun stuff. Uh, maybe you're feeling a little dangerous today, feeling a little risque. You're living life on the edge. Um, go give the podcast a little five-star review, right? Why not? Why not? Couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt anything. Or, you know, you know, I have to be honest. I probably have never given a podcast a five-star review in my life, and I like a lot of them. So I understand if you don't as well, because... I actually relate to that much more than people who actually go review things and do that. But if you do it, I will greatly appreciate it. And it will, you know, boost my tiny little small self-hating ego just a little bit. And that'll be great. So thank you if you do that. And if you don't, I get it. I get it. You know, it's chill. Just listening. That's plenty. Thank you for that. Um, also, you know, maybe share it with a friend if you feel dangerous too. Do both. That's living like, you know, evil can evil dangerous right there. So up to you but yeah that's really all i got for you folks i'll hit you with a couple things to check out the first one um you should check out sebastian meniscalco's stay hungry uh comedy special on netflix fucking hilarious dude this guy just has the way his mind works and the way he picks out these like little nick picky things that people do and they bug you all the time and you're like how the fuck is this person even alive how does this person make it this far and then he does these fucking crazy act outs and great bits that are just hilarious. He's a true master comedian. Like, if you want to see some high level comedy that's hilarious and done, you know, done right, go watch this special. I think you'll really enjoy it. A lot of giggles, a lot of giggles. Um, and the other thing, keeping it in the giggles department, you know, it's kind of what we do here on the Manchild podcast most of the time, uh, is go check out Big Mouth. It's a cartoon, also on Netflix. I mean, what is it on fucking Netflix these days? If it's not on Netflix, it's like, is anybody even watching it anymore? I don't know. Probably, maybe, but not me. Uh, but yeah, um, unless it's on YouTube, of course I'm watching it then. But uh, Big Mouth cartoon about, you know, kids, probably middle school, early high school. They're going through puberty. Their bodies are exploding. They don't know what the fuck's going on. Everybody remembers those times. Very relatable. And they just do a hilarious job of, you know, a little raunchy, a little dirty. Maybe you don't want to watch it with your parents. Uh, but just a hilarious job of capturing the craziness that was puberty and adolescence. Those early teen years, if you will. So, um, 
you know, if you're looking for some giggles, go check either one of those out. They're great. Uh, I highly recommend them. Uh, but yeah, that's all we got for you. So I'll hit you with the music. The music for today's episode is In Order by Myself by Fiddler, um, Long Shot by Catfish and the Bottleman, and How It's Supposed to Be by Mike Posner. So as always, folks, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to the podcast, sharing it with your friends, and, you know, feel dangerous, rating it. <laughs> but yeah, I'll see you next time. Uh, and until then, Millennial Manchild, ow. I think I'll buy a gun and blame it on my hometown. It's so cold in the deep. She asked me if I think I'll ever see her again. I say hope and leave. Maybe that's how it's supposed to be. Maybe that's how it's supposed to be. My heroes all died young. They hung themselves with fame. And these lunatics molded me. I got a tattoo. It's a joke I keep a secret. I need everyone to notice me. Maybe that's how it's supposed to be 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 I think I'll die young With all my broken dreams I've got it figured out This is the golden